Well, this show is called Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, and we added and you along the way. I'm Jerry Usher along with Debbie Giorgiani. It's EWTN Radio Friday already. Can you believe that? But as Debbie always says, don't get started with your weekend. We believe you're going to have something to say about today's topic. Debbie, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I I am as well, Jerry, and I know you're going to share about your own personal experience with your father, and I will uh, too, but it's kind of a heavier topic going into the weekend, but Jerry's right. Don't get started with your weekend yet. We need your help. And so here is the question. Ready? How has the absence or presence of your dad impacted your life? We're talking about fathers today. Okay. So how has the absence or presence of your dad impacted your life? Think about it for a moment and then call in positive or negative or anything in between. We want to hear all the details so we can learn and grow. And we can also give tools and some good uh, lived experience wisdom to fathers out there so that they know what to do and what not and what not to do. So that's, it's important. We, we learn and grow together. So here is the number. Start dialing now. 833-288- Three nine eight six. Yeah, as Debbie said, you know, it could be you were impacted for for the good for good for the better. Uh, maybe uh, maybe the absence of your father puts you at a little bit of a disadvantage in some ways in life. I, Debbie mentioned I was going to share. I've shared before on this program. Uh, my parents divorced when I was seven, and my father was really not a whole lot of part of my life. Uh, after that, and I'm not sure why, whether our mom just kind of kept him at arm's length or he himself just maybe out of shame or, or sadness or sorrow or whatever, just didn't have a lot to do with us kids. But so my my take on this would be the absence one. We, we also want to hear from you uh, if uh, the presence of your father has impacted your life. But for me, again, um, just not knowing my dad growing up, um, it, it, it puts you at a bit of a disadvantage in many ways. Um, but I have received a lot of healing, thanks be to God, over the years, and had a beautiful opportunity to reconcile with my father before he passed away. And so God is good. God can bring things full circle. And that's kind of what happened mm-hmm. in my life. So, mm-hmm. Are you open to me asking you just a couple questions about sure. your relationship with your dad? Okay. Yeah, let's Did give the number first, though. It's, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Eight. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead. All together now. <laughs> 833-288-EWTN. 833-288. 288-3986. The question for this Friday broadcast, take us into the weekend with your lived experience. How has the absence of your father or maybe the presence of your father uh, in your life impacted you and, and kind of helped to shape you to who you are today? 833-288-3986. Okay. And let's not forget to share. Timoteo weighed in and he sent us an email of the impact of of his father. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that shortly. But Jerry, I want to ask you this. So your parents divorced and sometimes through divorce, people move away. So was that an issue? Did you move away from your dad? And also it's kind of like a three-part question. Um, the second part, did your dad try to be part of your your life and maybe because of the divorce and maybe there was some hard feelings something like that and there was some distance some blocks put up for your dad to see you or did your dad actually kind of walk away and say oh you know um your mom's got it covered she can take care of the kids and that the kids are just fine 
Well, we did move away from Seattle down to the coast of Washington State, so about a two-and-a-half-hour uh, drive away from where, where my dad was. And my, I, there, there were a lot of dynamics. I, I sometimes wonder, you know, if our mother just didn't really go out of her way to get us time with our dad. But also my dad remarried, and oh, this okay. the one that he remarried, um, uh, I, we just felt like maybe um, she perhaps didn't want to let him you know, see his kids or something like I don't know. There they were a lot five of five kids. You mean? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a lot. A lot mm-hmm. of dynamics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Thank you for the filling in the the details because that does help. You know, there's a lot of factors that go into this, so it's not just like we're talking about dads just kind of running away from the family and stuff. There there are a lot of, uh, like Jerry said, a lot of dynamics and the personalities do weigh in to that. So that's very important. So um, we're talking about how has the absence or presence of your dad impacted your life, positive or negative? We want to hear it. You can uh, protect your dad. Uh, you don't have to use your real first name. You can use a, a confirmation name if you if you choose that way um, and uh, we, we just want to address you by first name we just feel as family we should do that 833-288-3986 and we already have folks ready to come on air with us Jerry we do phone lines are filling up now is always the best time to call and we say it probably maybe not every show but all the time and that is what you share on take two you're going to have an impact on people who are listening right now. Debbie, it's possible that there are dads listening right now who, um, you know, uh, maybe you're considering, I don't know, divorce or not being a part of the lives of their kids or something. And some something somebody says today could really turn their mind and heart around. And that's what we want with this show. We want the good to come out of it because, you know, we go through uh, ups and downs, bumps and bruises in life, but we always try and accentuate the positive and bring God into every topic that we discuss here. That's true. And and let's face it, you know, because of the impact of our fathers um, in in our lives as 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 children, um, you know, if it if it is a negative uh, um, impact on us, it does create that father wound. You know, there's a father wound that can continue on, and and that does relate to how we view God the Father. Okay, so you see how this is going to weave into our spiritual lives. So it's a very important topic today. Please uh, take time. Uh, this is a very brief hour. We get to spend with one another. We're a live call-in safe platform for you to share your lived experiences. Um, You do not have to be Catholic to call in. We consider you part of the family. 833-288-3986. Jerry, I know I sound like a broken record, but we have new listeners every time we do this show. Praise God, we do. And so you're welcome to be a first-time listener first time caller or if you called before in the past maybe you're just a real good friend of the show and you've been on the air many times we welcome all those calls right now and emails as well you can email take two at ewtn.com and that works with the number two or the or the uh, uh, the yeah the number two or the word two two take two at ewtn.com and if you're watching the video stream on facebook and youtube hello to all of you jeff burson will grab your comments there off of those social media platforms and get those over to us and by the way, just a quick word about email. Uh, if you can, keep it kind of brief so that we, because we kind of are reviewing them on the fly, and we'd love to get your email on the air if you send us one. But if it gets to be too long, then just no, uh, no chance that we can get to it. So there you go. The table is set. So, so come on in. We're, we're very friendly. It's a great experience. So please call us. We were talking about dads today and how they impacted your life at 833-288-3986.
to have you along on this Friday edition of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you on EWTN Radio. Absence of your father, presence of your father in your life, how did it impact you either either way or maybe a little bit of both, good and bad? We would love to hear from you about that at 833-288-3986. And if you haven't done so yet, we really encourage you to visit EWTN's website dedicated to Mother Angelica where you can celebrate her remarkable life. It is filled with uh, photos, milestones, heartfelt stories, uh, and her wit and words that have inspired the hearts of all ages throughout history. Visit EWTN.com slash Mother Angelica today and reminisce a little bit about the great, beautiful woman of God who started this radio network and so many other media outlets. Okay, so the team is in place. Ace McKay is our producer. Matt Kabinsky answering calls, and Michael McCall is on social media. So uh, please... Um, uh, try to contact us any of those ways, and that would be great. We did have a first ca- uh, first caller uh, for this particular episode um, that was driving and dropped the call. So if you want to call back, just let Makabinsky know you were you were the first caller and you were waiting so patiently, and so maybe maybe you had to get off the phone. Sometimes that's happened to me when I'm driving, and then there's <laughs> there's like a police officer that passes by, and I'm like, oops, I shouldn't be on the phone while I'm driving, you know. So that that can happen. Um, so just call us back at 833-288-3986. I'm only on the phone in an emergency situation, folks. So just only in an emergency. Okay. And I do wear my seatbelt and I'm very careful. Okay. Uh, we do have some open phone lines for you. 833-288-3986. I'll get to Timoteo's email. He sent in about his dad. And then Jerry, just real quickly about my dad, Bill. Um, he was always present. Um, he wasn't the easiest dad to, to live in the, in the household, you know, in the household. My dad was, um, you know, he had kind of a bit of a quick temper, <laughs> um, and, but he was great. Uh, he, he taught me how to play golf when I, I started at four years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always present. He was the best at grilling everything. Uh, I loved the way he used to barbecue. I mean, it was amazing. Um, he could be a lot of fun. He was a deep thinker, very quiet man. Um, but we always knew he was there. He was kind of a, a very, he was kind of like a giant in our home. Um, he w- we could always run to him, uh, lean on him, and he always seemed to have some very great answers. And he was fabulous at um, be- anything medical because he was a, a medic in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And so my dad was amazing. So we had a family that was a very dramatic kind of, you know, we were very demonstrative, you know, and then something would happen, like somebody would cut themselves or something like that. And my dad would calm everything down and he would, he would take care of everything. So it was, he was, he was a cool dad and I miss him dearly. He died in 2010. So anyway, that, that was my little story of my father. Um, but we, we want to hear about you. So Jerry, if it's okay, Andrew is first up in Houston, Texas on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi. Hi, Andrew. Oh, Hello, Andrew. Okay. Are you with us there? No, Andrew. Yeah. We'll have to uh, okay. have Matt check back in with Andrew in Houston. In the meantime, Anne is in Ohio, and Anne is listening to us today on St. Gabriel Radio. Hello, Anne. Hello. Yes, greetings. Welcome to the program. Uh, this is a very touching subject. Mm-hmm. Very touching. Did Go right. have yeah. 
uh, a father figure. Uh, my parents were not married apparently when I was conceived. And forgive me, we're having a little trouble hearing. You can are you on a speakerphone, or do you have a phone held up to your mouth? Uh, if you can speak right directly it's into my, it. It's in my Bluetooth. Hang on, is that better? Yeah, much better. Now we can hear you really well. Thank you. Uh, I better. Yeah, much better. Now we can yeah. hear you really well. Thank okay, you. Okay, you need to turn your radio down too, Ann, so because it's a little bit of a delay. So you're going to hear hear us in the phone, and then that'll come on your radio a few seconds later. So. Okay, got it. Here we go. Beautiful. Um, he um, apparently they were not married, and I <laughs> read in court papers later in life uh, that. I was uh, that my mom tried to have an abortion, mm. back back street type abortion, and it didn't work. <laughs> so I was up for adoption. My grandmother came and got me and said, "Nope, I'm taking her." And so I grew up more with my grandmother. But later on, my parents married. But they had another son and daughter, and I always felt like I was not really part of a family. Mm-hmm. And my father, he messed around a lot. He, oh my gosh, all I do is remember him hollering and fussing and breaking, breaking stuff. And I, you know, I, I, but yeah, I see them going to church and we all sat in a row on Sundays, you know, and I, I just, I couldn't understand, you know, is this what it is? You know, is this family? And, um, no, he was around part of the time, part of the time not. My mom was very, uh, depressed. Um, I took care of a lot of, of things for my little brother and little sister and learned later that I um, that he finally adopted me because they thought it was the best thing to do. He was uh, well known in the community mm-hmm. and did a lot of things, put TVs in all the Catholic school. We went to Catholic school 12 years but you know, it, it it was also false and fake, and I guess as I grew up, I I felt like all men were like that, you know. It's just horrible, and they'll lie to you and they'll go out on you. And I I had a hard time. My husband is wonderful. We've been married for years, and our two children just loved their father, and he was a great father and a great provider, and was very patient with me in trying to make me realize not all men are that way. And it's, it's just been a hard trail. Hard well, path. Yeah. And we're so happy that you called and shared this. Thank you. God bless you for doing so. Um, you mentioned you said a lot about your, your dad and a lot of it was not flattering for him, but uh, that's the way many of our dads are. But the one thing that, uh, you know, I'm really grateful for to God and I'm sure you are as well. Like you said, you, 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 
develop the mindset this is just the way things are supposed to be you know this how this is how a family is all families are like this all dads are like this all relationships parent parent child relationships and that's just simply not the case and so for the lord to bring you together with this uh, beautiful husband that you just described for us that is a fantastic blessing you know it could you could could have gone in a lot of different directions Anne. but it sounds like god really blessed you uh, you know with mm-hmm. especially with the husband that you have I, I totally agree. And Anne, I just want to circle back to your grandmother. Um, has she gone on to meet the Lord? She has. I, I'm very sure she's up there. She, mm-hmm. um, she was my hero. I, I, she, I, yes, yes. I can just right. And I can just picture your grandmother marching in and saying, "This baby's coming with me." I. Love that. That when you shared that, it just gave, I could feel the Holy Spirit. Can you give us, you feel comfortable giving us her first name? I want to put her in the prayer book and just honor her with prayer. Her name is Nita, N I T A. Mm-hmm. And she, she was, she was a very good Christian. She, uh, oh gosh, I took care of her too. She went to be with the Lord, and she she was very special to me, and I miss her terribly. Mm -hmm. And she sent me, in fact, she was Baptist, but she wanted me to go to Catholic school because my father was supposedly Catholic. Catholic, I'm not sure about it, but... um, she said, I want you to hear the God every day. Wow. Wow. And she said, I know you will there. And so she, she took me on vacations with her. She took me there. She, you know, she came to all my school activities. And dear mother and dad didn't, but she was always there. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Gotta love your grandparent. I'll tell you, they. Mm-hmm. That's why they. That's why they have the Grandparents Day. I. I just think it's. We got to get back to that. We got to honor our our grandparents that really stepped up and helped raise us. I totally agree with you, Anne. You're amazing. Thank you for sharing with us, Jerry. Isn't that an amazing story? Really is, Anne. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Take two with Jerry and Debbie. Our topic today: How has the uh, How did the absence of your father or the presence of your father impact your life as you were growing up and maybe even to this day you know we'd love to hear some great uh, great you know complimentary stories about how your dad was just really awesome and there for you and provider for the family and raised you beautifully in the faith and all of that Sometimes that's not the case. We are certainly open to hearing calls of the other variety as well, where it wasn't so, you know, such a blessed experience. Mm-hmm. 833-288-3986. And, you know, Jerry, going back to Ann's story, you know, obviously it was it was difficult that it was met with a lot of things that were hard to to live with. But but then you get this shining hero that rises up in, in, in the grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, and that's 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 what I think sometimes we miss in, in all of our, our difficult times in life. We've got to look for those bright spots. We've got to look for those heroes. We've got to look for those those shining stars. Right. Because um, it, it keeps us going. And it's very important. So please join us with this discussion. It's it's very good. I we're already learning uh, together as the mystical body of Christ. So we're talking about your dads today. How, how have they impacted your life? Uh, here is the number 833-288-3986. 
All right, let's go to Rita Marie in Highland, California, listening on Sirius XM 130. Hello, Rita Marie. Welcome. Hi, good morning. So excited. Oh, <laughs> I'm good. a little nervous. <laughs> oh, don't be. But I have, I'm just, I'm so sorry. Let's see if I can get through this. But Debbie just said some words that were so profound to my dad. He was a hero, a shining star. And I'll tell you why really quick. He was a recipient of the, um, oh my gosh, this is going, okay, the Purple Heart. Okay? Wow. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, you know, growing up, you see the picture, and I see him, and I just, I loved him so much. And um, he, he instilled in me so much respect for military, for life, and I'll tell you why in life, because... At 16, I became pregnant, and my dad walked me through till I could have that child. Never left my side, never encouraged me to any other way. My son is now 51, I think. And I thank God for him. You know, I have other children. But to see what my father did, you know, like, he could have just, I don't know, he could have just told me to do something different or whatever. And then the other thing was that every night we would pray the rosary. And, you know, that is so important to me, and that has changed my life, praying the rosary. I mean, going to Catholic school, he did everything possible so that we, me and my sister, could stay under God's protection. So how is that, that he is not the shining light in this hero? And here's the other thing. My dad would always talk about, he, he built his own home when he got his property, he bought some property, several properties, gave one to my sister, one to myself, and the one where we lived in. And he said, this is going to be yours, and that's going to be your sister's. And he goes, but I always wanted to have my own business. My dad was a steel worker in Fontana, and um, he never got to realize his dream. But I did. I said, if he says that we can build, I have our own business, I'm going to do that. It wasn't a great thing. It wasn't a big thing. It's a building maintenance company. It wasn't a big one. But I I felt so confident because of his words. And to this very day, you know, I think about him all the time. And I think about, gosh, you know, I could never be like him. But that's what the world needs. I, I think more parents, more fathers that will encourage us from the moment that we're born. He And he loved Our Lady. I, I know I left out a lot of things. By the way, this is my first time calling, and I was telling the call screener that I feel like um, E.F. Hutton, because every time I hear you guys, I'm listening to every word. Oh. <laughs> so I love you guys. Bless we your love heart, you too. Rita Marie. Yeah, we love you too. And Wow, it sounds like your, your father was a true man, a man's mm-hmm. man. And the, the word warrior came to my mind, because obviously to get the Purple Heart, you've got to be very brave uh, on the battlefield in, 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 uh, you know, in war. But also, he was a warrior by, by you know, bringing the rosary into the family. You know, the rosary is, has been called a weapon. It's a spiritual weapon. I know recently some people tried to accuse Catholics of being whatever, you know, because of the, they call it the rosary a weapon, but it, it really is. So those are beautiful things that you have in your mind and in your heart, Rita Marie, to remember your dad by. It sounds like he was, again, I'll use that word warrior. It sounds like mm-hmm. he was very strong. I totally agree. A hero. Rita Marie, um, uh, we, I have the prayer book out. Um, can we add your dad's first name right underneath Anne's grandmother? Absolutely. I was waiting for that question. His name is Vidal, which is my third son's middle name. Vidal, V-I-D-A-L. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. 
Sounds like a designer name, Rita Marie. <laughs> I don't know. You know, my dad was adopted. And mm-hmm. look at that. We're, my sister and I were adopted. So mm-hmm. how much love do you think was in that home? I mean, it's truly, you know, I, I don't know. I can't tell you. There was just so much love in that wow. home. Beautiful. Fantastic. Well, Rita Marie, please call us again. You did great. We just love you. Thank you so much for the kind words and your story. This is Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Please join us, We're here at EWTN Radio, Jerry Usher, Debbie Giorgiani, and the show team. Michael McCall on the phones today, I mean on social media today. Matt Gubensky is at his post on the phones, and Ace McKay is our producer. And we're asking you the question, you know, how has the absence or presence of your dad, your father, throughout your life uh, impacted you in any particular way? You're welcome to join us at 833-288-3986. So family member of the show, Timoteo, weighed in, and here's what he sent in this morning. Here is my take for today. Lessons learned from having an absent father. The first one. All the sacrifices my mom made, learning not to be chauvinistic, learning to appreciate women, as a friend told me, learning that a woman's place is wherever God places her, could be as a homemaker or a United States Air Force Thunderbird pilot. These are the lessons I learned. May God bless the Take-Two family. Timoteo, you always weigh in with great stuff when you do, so keep that up. Those wow, are great lessons yeah. indeed. Yeah, Those are great lessons. Okay, back to the phones. Albert's waiting uh, patiently in Buffalo, New York, on our friends at the Station of the Cross. Welcome. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Absolutely. So go right ahead. All right, so I, I'd like to start off by saying my... My father is far from a perfect man, but I'm going to give you a a short biography and you can uh, judge for yourself. Um, When he was 19, he joined the electrician's union, um, right, almost straight out of high school. He worked for three different companies over his entire career, I think about 30 years with one company. Uh, I don't know exactly what age he he met my mother, but they were married, I believe, in 1997. She already had four kids. He adopted all four of them and had six more with her, including me and, you know, my nine siblings. Uh, They were having children all the way up until 2008. Um, My dad just retired a couple of years ago. So did my mom. Uh, He's kept a roof over our heads for our entire lives, three meals a day and a bed to sleep in. And, uh, you know, like I said, he's not a, a perfect man. He's got a very crude sense of humor and he's not a people person, but, um, the sacrifices that he's made and the hardships that he's had to endure through all of that is almost unheard of in this day. <clears throat> and it's just, you know, really inspiring to know that, you know, it's still possible. Yeah, for sure. 
Wow. It sounds like he was a good man overall. I, you know, Albert, I like the way that, you know, you kind of look at it realistically. And I think when we all, if, if we all reflected on our dads, you know, they, they had positive impacts and, and perhaps some not so positive impacts. But it sounds like the way you described everything there, especially, you know, adopting uh, uh, the four kids from, from, his, from your mom and, and then, you know, having six more. I mean, that's a beautiful openness to life right there. Ten kids. That's a, that's a chore all the time. And how we always provided for the family so i would say all in all um i i don't know if you've done it give it a grade from you know a to f but it sounds like you know probably a b plus mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know or an a yeah. minus you know well he loved he he lived up to the responsibility he sounds very committed to his family so albert let me ask you a question what's it like being in the in a gigantic family it's it's strange it's it's very odd when you meet other families and they're not like yours Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because almost everyone in my generation has, you know, one, maybe two siblings if they have any at all. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, the, we, we, we were so packed for dinner last night. We had like three people over and there were, there were six people at our dinner table. And I was like, growing up, there were at least nine every night. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I don't, it, was, it was really strange. But we were part of a, a homeschooling group, you know, when I was younger. And so, like, we knew a bunch of other bigger families, you know, Catholic families. So we didn't know that. But, you know, when you meet families who who think that, like, everything is hectic and everything, but there's only Mm -hmm. five people in the whole house, it's just strange. Yeah. So so basically, you're trying to tell us that if Jerry and I were to kind of sneak in the back door during dinner time, you wouldn't even notice us, right? Well, we would now. Everyone's, Everyone's older. There's only three kids still living at home. So now we might. But no, not not in like 20... 2011, you know, 2010, there's yeah. nine people at dinner table every night. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's good. De- Debbie's always fishing for invitations. All yeah, time, so dinner. Just, you have to understand. Yeah, dinner <laughs> invitations. <laughs> I'm, o- I'm always about food, so I love that. And I love big families. I, do you, you had a, probably a lot of noise, right? There was a lot of action. Thompson, yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing about your dad, Albert. We appreciate that. Thanks for listening to the Station of the Cross there in Buffalo. Please call the show anytime. We'd love to hear from you again. 833-288-3986. Okay, so you made the joke that I'm, I always fish for a dinner every, invitation. Do, do you notice how all our callers just go like, okay, goodbye. They don't even invite us. <laughs> I don't know what that says. It says maybe we eat too much or something. I don't know. No, we have gotten many dinner invitations. You guys have been so gracious, so kind, so so welcoming. We love you guys so very, very much. Love the Take-Two family. Okay, let's hear what Christine has to say in St. Louis, Missouri, on the EWTN app. Hi, Christine. Hi there. Welcome. So um, just real quickly, um, my my dad actually passed away when I was nine. Um, but, um, he loved his, his daughters, uh, me and my two sisters, and he, he always made a point to, at some point during the week, do something special just with one of us by ourselves, something that he didn't do with, with the other two. And, um, that just, um, really just made such a powerful impact, um, he used to uh, read the peanut cartoons mm-hmm. at the paper at work, mm-hmm. and he would come home and tell me what it was in there. Yeah. And he'd always tell me, I'm going to make a book. <laughs> and um, 
after he passed and they cleaned out his desk at his office, um, they brought an envelope with the uh, Peanuts cartoons clipped Aww. out. Aww. And, uh, and I knew from that moment on that I had a father that would always keep his promises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's been easy for me to believe in God and that we do have a father that keeps his promises um, because I saw that um, throughout my life. And so even though he he passed when I was nine, uh, he still has a big positive impact on my life. And and I just want to encourage dads out there that um, you matter. And, you know, the little things that you do, um, they change the world in in a great way. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we don't we don't make a big enough um, point to to point that out to dads that you know they're they're wonderful even in the little things that they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have so many things I, I I'd like to um, to kind of comment on Christine and I just want to say my my really really close friend Debbie she lost her dad at a young age too and and that is that's really. Um, really tough and but I but your dad that you could lean on him because of the the peanuts uh, uh, comic strip and, and that he kept his word that it, that that's spot on with with dads and moms you know when moms are when moms keep, moms and dads keep their word and they are you can rely on them you can depend on them it does build that trust and confidence in God in God the Father and so um, yeah you're just you're just spot on about that um, you know, we have the prayer book out, and you said your dad, um, you know, obviously passed when you were nine years old. Uh, we'd love to get his first name. And I just, I, I feel so bad because Albert was on the uh, line right before you, and he was sharing about his dad who has just retired, and, and we didn't get his first name. So, Albert, if you'd like to call back or email us, you can always give us his first name. But we put Albert's dad on, in the prayer book, so God knows who your dad is. But, Christine, um, yeah, you're, you're spot on. Uh, dad, dads are so important in what they say. And what they do is even more important, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Can you give us his, his first name? Yeah. Yes, his first name was John. John. Love it. Okay. Wow. Uh, memories, you know, Jerry? Strong oh, yeah. memories. And, and, and Christine is pointing out the how important it is, uh, how our relationship with our earthly father helps to shape and impacts our relationship with God the Father. That's that's a, a very important link that uh, you know sometimes gets sort of lost in in the confusion and, and things that are happening within families. But um, Christine, would you say that um, you know you talked uh, about you know your relationship with God the Father and you know um, how how your your dad's uh, I guess part, for as long as it was part of your life, um, he helped shape that relationship for you with God the Father. Yeah. Um... You know, he just, like, one of the things sometimes he would do would be, like, pick me up from from catechism class and walk home with me. And I always asked, you know, kind of silly questions and, um, you know, but I I would, he would, I could tell, tell him what I asked and what they were frustrated about. And then he would, you know, just try and talk it out with me and try and figure it out. Like, you know, the call of Abraham, you know, was. Did God just, like, was calling everybody and only Abraham picked it up, or was he talking to him specifically? And, you know, that kind of caused a kerfuffle in the class. And, you know, but Dad would say, well, well, let's talk about that. And <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I think he just, you know, because he just always 
took me seriously. And, you know, if I had a question about uh, the faith or, you know, why we do what we do, he didn't always know the answer. But it was like, because I asked it, it was an important question. And, um, you know, I think, you know, as, as time went on and later, you know, at different points, I would just come across situations where I knew that, you know, my impressions or the way I look at life, they were impacted by, you know, how my, how my dad was mm-hmm. in relation to me. And, you know, so I, I think it just, I was just able to see at different points in my life, you know, that, um, that having that positive time with, with my own father really did um, keep impacting my life. Mm-hmm. Wow. You were very blessed, Christine, and we're glad that you shared it on the program today. I know it's going to be an, an, what you shared as an inspiration to, I know for, I can speak for Debbie and myself and the show team and all of the Take-Two family who are listening. So thank you, Christine, in St. Louis. Have a beautiful and blessed weekend. We hope that you will do that, and do join us again on the program anytime. Great calls today. You guys are doing great. You can also email us your stories at take two at EWTN.com. And the prayer wall is very active on um, the website, take two show.com. Okay. One of our um, younger family members is Morgan and Morgan is in Springfield, Illinois, listening on covenant radio. Hi, Morgan. Welcome. Hi. How are you, sweetheart? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Cool. Cool. You want to tell us your story? Absolutely. So, um, well, my biological father, um, never, never there, never paid a penny in child support, you know. Um, and then he is a very heavy user. He's an addict. Um, lots of lots of different substances. He's in and out of prison and off and on parole a lot. And he is a diagnosed sociopath, so never really talked to him. Um, I was always kind of lacking in that father area, but then my grandpa took me in. After I witnessed a very violent crime from my mom's apartment, and um, when I was like three, and so then he was he was great with me, but then once he couldn't use me anymore to hurt my mom by keeping me, he just decided to abandon me and not want to talk to me, not want to visit with me after I moved back in with my mom. He was like, "Well, if I can't, you know." have her all the time that I don't want her at all and it was just like really hurtful yeah. and um then my stepdad actually I know I'm sorry but my stepdad he um I moved in with him after never having met him on a single occasion before just living with him you know and I he used to hit my mom he doesn't anymore um, but it's still like, you know, I have a very, I was told not to trust men by my, my grandfather and my grandma and neither who want me anymore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's very, 
very difficult because I'm actually a convert to Catholicism as of like a a year ago. I'm actually getting baptized later this month. Oh, beautiful. But um, I'm a huge Marian fan, but it's definitely very difficult to strengthen my relationship with the Father mm-hmm. because I just have so much trust issues with so many trust issues with um, fathers and just men in general. So, yeah. you know, I'm just really not sure how to overcome that. Yeah, well, Morgan, first of all, God bless you. Thank you for listening and taking the time to call the program today. Um, you're right. It sounds like you have had a, a, really a string of bad experiences, especially when it comes to the, the, those men in your life. And a couple things that I would maybe uh, point out to you or just maybe ask you to think about, and you're probably doing this already, but one of the ways that we can forgive people who have hurt us and maybe move beyond the messages that they have filled our minds with psychologically is, by, is to pray for them. And I, I just really want to encourage you to pray for every one of these men and any, anybody else in your life who has hurt you in any way um, because you know, you're having trouble, like you said, relating to God the Father. And God the Father wants a beautiful, close, intimate, personal relationship with you. So to be able to work on that, I would say pray for and ask for the grace of God to forgive those who have hurt you, especially the men. And I don't, are you familiar with the, uh, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, Morgan? Yes, yes, that's oh, actually okay. one of my favorite prayers. Oh, good. Well, yeah, offer offer those prayers on your chaplet for those who have hurt you the most and who have uh, you know really abandoned you and not been the not been the men in your life that they should have been. So, Debbie, I don't know if you've got anything to add. Oh, I couldn't agree more about the Divine Mercy Chaplet. I'm so glad, Morgan. You you know that devotion and you and you like it. Uh, you're a teenager, correct? Yes, I'm 14. You're 14. Okay. Well, um, first of all, you're, you called in, uh, to take two. So you're part of the take two family. Okay. And we lo- yeah. And we love you very much, sweetheart, very much. And you know, the, the, the men and the father figures in your life, you know, uh, when you described what's going on, um, and their personalities, they're, they're, they have, they have, uh, they're, tr- they're troubled souls, let's face it. And Jerry's right. You got to pray for them. You're not the troubled soul. They have, they have issues. Okay, so we pray for, for everyone. And you're, you're on a great path, sweetheart. I, I'm going to tell you something. I've, I've been in religious education for many years, since 1989. And the good Lord's got great things planned for you, Morgan. Great things. And Jerry and I just want to just wanna live vicariously through you and all the great things that our Lord's got planned for you. So if you, if you would be so kind to stay in touch with us, we'd love to journey with you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. And welcome home, sweetheart. Welcome home. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome home to the Catholic Church by being baptized at the end of this month. That's just coming right up. Yeah, send us pictures, Morgan. We love (laughs) pictures. I love pictures of baptism. Yeah, would you do that, sweetheart? Okay, the the email. Oh, good, good. And the number is, uh, I mean, not the number, the email is take two. So it's the number two, take two at EWTN.com. Okay? Okay. I'm writing it down. So. Okay. All right. Thank you. God bless you. I love pictures. You know, if we can't get dinner invitations, the next best thing for me is pictures. Right. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, let me share something real quickly before we go back to the phones. Beyond Damascus with uh, uh, Dan Demite and Aaron Richards, okay? It's Saturday night, 8 Eastern time on EWTN radio. Young Catholic, young Catholic adults share their stories of life within the Catholic Church and the blessings the faith brings. This week, Brad... Dan and Aaron talk with Catholic evangelist, I love this man, Jeff Cavins. He's wonderful uh, about, the, um, about the life of discipleship and relationship with God. So that's Beyond Damascus uh, with Dan Demite and Aaron Richards on Saturday night, 8 Eastern time. All right, back to your calls. We want to get as many as we can. Mary Ann has been holding patiently in Niles, Michigan, and Mary Ann is listening to us on Sirius XM 130. Welcome, Mary Ann. Hello. Can you hear me? Just fine. Yes. Yes. Um, I just feel so heartbroken for that teenager that just called because I had a wonderful father, and I cherish my father and mother giving me the Catholic faith. And my mother tells a story when they first got married, um, and I'm not sure the circumstances of which, because they were both in Catholic families, their moms and dads, so I'm not sure what made them think about it. But back then in 1954, when they got married, they said to themselves, "Um, is this the faith we're going to raise our children in? And they both went back to, this is the original faith. This This is where Jesus Christ started the church. And they said yes, and they kept the faith going in their life that they had given given from their parents, and they gave it to four of us who all still have it, and all of us are all still in the Catholic faith with um, our children. Our children are starting to drop off a little bit, which makes me sad. I have spoken to you a few times, and I have two children that are struggling, and I'm praying the rosary, and I am praying, and my 88-year-old mother today is still praying. So we're trying to keep the faith going, but uh, my father was such a rock, and so was she. So I just wanted to share that. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, Marianne. And that is, you know, um, parents, God gives parents children uh, kind of on loan. You know, I've heard that, you know, somebody say, you know, parents are uh, one of the most important things they do is they raise God's little images. You know, we're all created in the image and likeness of God. And the most important thing a, a, a couple can do, we always hear, you know, a husband's job is to get his wife to heaven. A wife's job is to get her husband to heaven. Well, parents' jobs is to get their kids to heaven. For them to have been so, you know, beautiful and strong uh, about handing on the faith to all of you. you you mentioned there's a couple that are kind of wavering right now but i'd say as far as percentages go you you and your you and your siblings and your family are probably pretty pretty high up pretty high up there considering you know a lot of a lot of families have nobody in the faith anymore mm-hmm. so it's very true and i just wanted to say you know uh, and this is kind of a general statement to all the take two family never apologize for having something good um, happening in your family with a relationship or with, you know, your parents or grandparents or, you know, we, we have to know what to shoot for, right? Not, not, not everybody has a, a perfect situation. That is true. But when we do, that gives us hope that it can happen. So it's really important to always maintain that, I believe, that positive outlook and, and dream big. And so um, that's, that's important. So I, I, I love your story. Thank you so much, uh, Marianne, for sharing it with us. So God bless you. Do you want to give your father's first name? I have the book out. Yes, it's Joseph. Joseph. Awesome. Great name. 
Love it. Okay, thank you, Marianne. God bless you. Um, we're going to move to Marsha in Columbus, Ohio, Jerry, on Sirius XM 130, but I just want to let Marsha know we only have about two and a half minutes. Hi, Marsha. Hi, that's fine. I can share in two and a half minutes. <laughs> okay. I, <will, laughs> I want to My dad, Armando, he, he, he passed away. He went to Jesus in 2016. But it was a miracle because he had gone back to church and was very, very reverent in his last days. And um, he was just loved by everybody. And what Christine had said about reading the Peanuts comics, oh boy, that struck a chord because Dad would read the Peanuts comics, reading, uh, drinking coffee at the table. at the kitchen table and laugh out loud. And he would take us to movies and laugh and laugh when there were, there was something funny. Dad, be quiet, but it was great. <laughs> so I got, he was, he was a great guy, Armando. Anyways, I wanted to say that, uh, also that I, I work for Catholic in recovery and, um, it's the, it's the program that teaches the sacraments and the 12 steps. So we, we have retreats all over the country. And I have found that working with, with uh, you know, in a circle of people that, you know, it's hard for people to say, I am a beloved child of God. Mm-hmm. And, and the more they heal, the more they... Um, well, I'll be quiet and let you respond. We only have a little bit of time. Well, one thing I want to do is give the website out since you mentioned it. It's catholicinrecovery.com. That's Catholic singular, catholicinrecovery.com. And, uh, yeah, that, that's, that, Debbie, it sounds like they're, they're doing great work, not just in, you know, I guess, mm-hmm. addictions and things like that, but... You know, also bringing in a spiritual mm-hmm. component. Yeah, bringing in a yeah. spiritual component. Yeah. Thank you so much, um, Marsha, for sharing that with us and reminding us. This is why we count on the Take Two family um, to to remind us of the resources out there for all of us. Um, Trish and Lynn and the others, we're not going to get to you. You can always email us. Please do so. We invite you uh, to email, and Ace uh, helps us respond uh, to all the emails as well at take2 at EWTN.com. Another great show by the Take Two family, Jerry. And we will be back live with you on Monday. Our Monday's topic, if you've been through a divorce, did you fight that divorce? We're going to talk about that on Monday's show. In the meantime, we want to thank again the show team, all the staff and people who help out at EWTN. Thank you, affiliates, for carrying the broadcast. And most of all, thank you, the Take-Two family. Until we talk to you on Monday, have a beautiful and blessed weekend. And we always like to close by saying, St. Joseph, please pray for us. <laughs>